and we are live on almost everything. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Jonathan Kogan Show. I'm your host, Jonathan Kogan, and let's just get right into it. Let's just get right into this craziness. So you've probably been hearing a lot about FTX, a lot about Sam Bankman Freed, and I just want to get into the some of the just craziness of what's coming out. I mean, it's just spectacularly mind-boggling. I mean, insanity. Literally, it's bananas. The whole the whole thing's bananas. All right. So first things first. I want so what is and I covered this on my last podcast, but let me just tell you real quickly what has happened. So Sam Bankman Free, Sam Bankman Fraud, had a crypto exchange, FTX. FTX created their own token. They did a lot of other sketchy things, but they created their own token, FTT, out of thin air, and gave it value, and they sold it. And then they took loans against that token. They leveraged against that token. Binance, the biggest exchange, their biggest competitor, owned a bunch of those tokens. When their, when FTX's balance sheet leaked recently, it showed that six about $6 billion of their assets on their balance sheet was this FTT token, which this is essentially worth nothing. I mean, it, it's a, they created it, right? And they manipulated it through the market to give it value. Well, Binance liquid, sold it all, like $500 million worth when this leaked, causing a panic that they don't have enough to cover it, essentially causing a bank run. So all customers followed suit and wanted to withdraw all at the same time. Of course, as a exchange or a bank, you need to have on hand the liquidity of all the customers' deposits so you can let them withdraw. Well, the truth is what they were doing was is that they were taking client deposits when you put money into FTX to buy whatever you wanted to buy. They then would transfer that to... A, their hedge fund, Alameda Research, against the FTT token on the balance sheet and then do engage in risky bets or gambling or investing with their hedge fund, with the client deposits. And so when everyone wanted their money back at the same time, they didn't have it. They were not liquid. It's essentially a Ponzi scheme. At a huge level, and it's terrible for the crypto community. Listen, ultimately, the crypto community will rebound. Bitcoin is definitely a part of the future, but this is a huge setback. I mean, this is massive. This is so massive. Just this is, listen, FTX liabilities might be two to three X the size of Enron. I mean, this is huge. All big money, angel investors, Giselle, Tom Brady, you know, big investors, BlackRock, Sequoia, you name it, Tiger Global. Everybody's a part of this. They raised money in January to $32 billion valuation. We'll get into the cap table that leaked, get into their assets that leaked, which is amazing. What's on their, their, uh, uh, what's where they have allocated funds. In fact, I want to get into a video of Sam saying just a few months ago. So this, here's the sketchy part is this SBF, the Sam Bigman free character came out of nowhere. Okay. And they say he made, tens of billions of dollars by arbitraging trades of Bitcoin or crypto between different exchanges, like between specifically between like Japan and the U S like he would find an arbitrage where the price was higher 
in Japan than it was in the U.S. and would buy 25 million here and then sell it at the arbitrage. And all of a sudden, this darling came out of nowhere. He's worth like 22 billion or 16 billion. He all of a sudden gets on the cover of Forbes. He's on the cover of Bloomberg. He's everywhere and he's a darling. Everyone loves him. Meanwhile, mind you, every person in crypto before that, like Brian Armstrong, who created Coinbase, who's been very instrumental to the space. Everybody has been vilified in the media. But this guy comes out of nowhere in like 2017, starts FTX in 2019, which I'll get into the, the, the timing of it, and then gets all this media attention and is loved. And not only that, which was peculiar in itself, he um, became the second largest donor for the Democratic Party behind George Soros. This kid who came out of nowhere all of a sudden became one of the largest donors, a mega donor for a, forget the party, politically, okay, in Washington, where he would go multiple times a month where he was trying to get through legislation. He was paying all sorts of senators, donating political donations. I mean, just crazy amount of spending on politics and trying to push legislation, which I'll get into in a bit of what he was trying to push and kind of what started this downhill fall which was there's DeFi, decentralized finance, and then CeFi, centralized finance, which is what we have in the real world where banks get bailed out and it doesn't work. And he was essentially trying to pass a bill that regulated against DeFi, which is the whole point of why we created Bitcoin. And so we removed the trust necessary. We removed the need for a central bank. That is the purpose. He was trying to remove that which is the whole point of crypto and why it's so powerful and amazing gives power to the people but instead recalibrate the financial system in crypto but around his exchange and ultimately giving him ftx uh, giving ftx immunity and they worked directly with gary ginsler the sec chair they met tons of times now all this stuff's leaking like crazy but supposedly this guy with no record all of a sudden came out of nowhere was worth $16 billion, became the largest donor to the Joe Biden's administration, and then the Democratic Party, the second largest, and is essentially trying to outlaw DeFi, which if you're in crypto, that is the point of crypto, and then to create a centralized finance, which would sounds like a good setup if you want to create a CBDC, a central bank digital currency, and then have that go through FTX. This guy has no track record. Wait until you hear about the people who ran FTX and Alameda Research, the hedge fund of these billions of dollars. Literally, it was children who graduated like three years ago, never had a job. You wait, this interview with the CEO of Alameda is like a joke. She, it was unbelievable. It was like right in front of everyone's face. It was just, this is what happens when you have such a long period of time of low interest rates or no interest rates and basically having all this free money to spend, this is the end of a crazy period of time. And it is just nuts, okay? But there are red flags. And I'm not conspiratorial. I'm an investigator. I'm here to investigate with you, for you, together, however you want to see it, cut it, slice it, dice it, push it, pull it, whatever, however many terms you can use okay so we're going to get through this and we're going to we're going to expose this this is just fascinating so if you're watching this i was going to say i'm going to share my screen but there's so many tabs there's so much juicy juice going on we're just going to get right into it so 
things are breaking every two seconds. Let's see if anything broke. So anyways, FTX filed for chapter 11 bankruptcy. And there, how did he even know how to do all this stuff with no experience? Ridiculous. So listen to this. This is from Nick, founder, CEO of One Confirmation. Fantastic human being. He actually just tweeted this, but I was going to get into this anyways, but it came to my timeline. SBF was one of the largest, the second largest political donors to Biden, who appointed Gary Gensler as SEC chair. Crony capitalism isn't notable, sadly, but what is notable is Gensler being responsible for, quote, consumer protection while involved in backdoor dealings with the biggest fraud crypto has ever seen. And this email just leaked where it said on March 23rd, 2022, members of the staff of Chair Gensler met with staff of IEX and FTX to discuss custody of digital asset securities by special purpose broker dealers. And then he highlights this next part, including the unique risks associated with custody of digital asset securities and the conditional no action relief discussed in the statement. And then it has the attendee, Sam Bankman fried and his unbelievable. So first of all, let's talk about timing here, shall we? Here we go. So Sam Bankman frieds parents are law professors in Stanford. Okay. And they practice law. And Barbara Freed, Sam Bankman Freed's mother, is very politically active, specifically in this scenario for the Democratic Party. Listen, we're apolitical. I don't care about the parties. I'm just telling you the facts. So check this out or listen. April 25th, 2019, Joe Biden announces his presidential campaign. 13 days later, on May 8th, 2019, Sam Bankman Freed, son of Barbara Freed, who is the co-founder of the political fundraising organization Mind the Gap, which we're going to get into a document with them shortly, and get out the vote organizations, including the Center for Voter Information, launches the FTX crypto exchange. The exchange is an overnight success that enables Sam to become the second biggest donor to the Biden campaign. Okay. Really makes you think, it says. B. Mrs. Freed, she launched Totally Grassroots Democrat PAC in July 2018. Wonder how you're going to raise enough funds to make a difference. The son coincidentally becomes a multi-billionaire a few months later. Some things just have a way of working themselves out, I guess. Now, listen, this is just investigation. Take for it what you will. We're getting into the facts because that's what we got to do for you. Now, so much to get into. I don't even know where to start here. Let's play a video here. SBF of FTX, quote, in, in this, I'm going to play this interview. He, he testified or was that goes in front of the Senate, you know, whatever fancy people do with politics. Listen, we don't believe in politics on this podcast. We aren't for politics. We're anti-politics. We think politics is very unhealthy, not good for the soul, very dangerous territory. We don't like to play with. Okay. Anyways, quote, in, I'm going to play it too. But in 2008, he said, no one knew how much risk was in the system until it all fell apart. Compared to FTX, we offer complete transparency, close quote. The irony in that is they're broke. They're insolvent. They've lost. People had their life savings in FTX. You thought Celsius was bad. This is unbelievably unbelievable. 
There are tr- there are institutional investors that have all their money on there that they trade on there gone. Like Genesis, 175 million gone. I mean, this is this is like never. This is on a whole different level. So take a listen to this of Sam Bankman-Fried testifying to uh, the Senate. I don't know some political body. We don't we don't know what they do in politics. But just listen to this. Look, the irony. Listen, FTX went to zero, zero. Okay, no, sorry, they're negative. He was worth sixteen billion a week ago. He's worth negative money now. Okay, and he said this. Uh, I don't know about under oath, but whatever, whatever it's called when you testify or share words in front of a microphone, in front of political figures, whatever, on the record. Um, that's what I mean, on the record. Here we go. Take a listen. Last thing that I'll say is if you look at what precipitated some of the 2008 financial crisis, you saw a number of bilateral, bespoke, non-reported uh, transactions happening between financial counterparties, which then got repackaged and re-leveraged again and again and again, such that no one knew how much risk was in that system until it all fell apart. If you compare that to what happens on FTX or other major cryptocurrency venues today, there's complete transparency about the full open interest. There's complete transparency about the positions that are held. There's a robust, robust, consistent risk framework applied. And we're excited to work with the CFTC on our uh, U.S licensed and regulated venue um, to bring a lot of this. Uh, last thing that I'll say is if you look okay. at... Okay, so he lied. And not only did he lie, he lied until his last days a couple days ago. So let me read... By the way, people that were um, working at FTX were finding this all out online like everybody else in real time. No, no communication, complete fraud, Absolutely unbelievable. Nothing like it ever. Here we go. Ready? So he lied until the bitter end. He said, is this the, the right thread on November 10th? Here we go. 21 tweet little thread here. But basically says that everybody, he goes, I'm going to swear in this. So heads up. Here we go. I'm reading the words for words. He goes, I'm sorry. That's the biggest thing. I fucked up and should have known better. I also should have been communicating more, more very recently. Transparently, my hands were tied during the duration of the possible Binance deal, which started this whole event, by the way. I wasn't particularly allowed to say much publicly, but of course, it's on me that we ended up there in the first place. So here's an update on where things are. And he writes this in caps. This is all about FTX International, the non-US exchange. FTX US users are fine. Now, I want you to contrast that with, this was November 10th, it's November 11th. November 11th, FTX US and International and 125 other subsidiaries filed bankruptcy. Okay? FTX US is totally bankrupt. He lies until the bitter end. He continuing, he goes, FTX International currently has a total market value of assets slash catarol higher than client deposits. And he writes, moves with prices. And in fact, I'm going to bring it up on the screen if you are watching this because... It's probably a better experiment, if you know what I mean. So we're going to do that because that's what we should do. So here we go. And he goes, but that's different from liquidity for delivery. As you can tell from the state of withdrawals, the liquidity varies widely from very to very little. The full story here is one I'm still fleshing out every detail of, but as a, as a very high level, I fucked up twice. The first time a poor internal labeling of bank related accounts meant that I was substantially off on my sense of user's margin. I thought it was way lower. 
My sense before the leverage was zero X and the USD liquidity ready to deliver was 24 times the average daily withdrawals. But the truth was the leverage was 1.7 X and the liquidity was 0.8 X of Sunday's withdrawals. Okay. You thought it was 24 X, but really it was 0.8 X because of course, when it rains, it pours, we saw roughly 5 billion of withdrawals on Sunday, the largest by a huge margin. Well, you should have that money, buddy boy. And he goes, and so I was off twice, which tells me a lot of things, both specifically and generally that I was shit at. And the third time I'm not communicating enough. I should have said more. I'm sorry. I was slammed with things to do and didn't give updates to you all. And so we are where we are, which sucks. And that's on me. I'm sorry. And he goes, anyway, right now, my number one priority by far is doing right by users. And I'm going to do everything I can to do that, to take responsibility and do what I can. So right now we're spending the week doing everything we can to raise liquidity. I can't make any promises about that, but I'm going to try and give anything I have to make it work. Basically is what he said. There are a number of players who we are in talks with LOIs, term sheets, et cetera. We'll see how that ends up. Every penny of that and of the existing collateral will go straight to users unless or until we've done right by them. After that, investors old and new and employees who have fought for what's right for their career and who weren't responsible for any of the fuck ups. Because at the end of the day, I was CEO, which means that I was responsible for making sure that things went well. I ultimately should have been on top of everything. I clearly failed in that. I'm sorry. So what does that mean going forward? I'm not sure. That depends on what happens over the next week. But here are some things I know. First, one way or another, Alameda Research is winding down trading. That's who he funneled the client deposits. He funneled to his hedge fund to trade. Okay, so there's a lot more to go on here. Uh, there was one more I wanted to read, but oh, here we go. To the bitter end, he lied. He goes, a few other assorted comments. This was yesterday. This was about, I'm quoting, this was about FTX International. FTX US, the US-based exchange that accepts Americans, was not financially impacted by this shit show. It's 100% liquid. Every user could fully withdraw. Updates on its future coming. That was a lie. It's bankrupt. It's zero. It's negative. It was a lie. And then his last, second last week, he says, at some point, I might have more to say about a particular sparring partner, so to speak. But you know, glass houses. So for now, all I'll say is, well played, you won. Talking about Binance, probably. Okay? Fraud. This is on an epic, epic level. I mean, let's get... Epic level and the people's money and the best is Bill Ackman, the famous short uh, position uh, hedge fund guy, Pershing Square. He tweeted right after he took that. He was like, you know, it's good. Like, you know, accountability that he's trying to take accountability. And then he found out that like how much of a fraud this guy was and how terrible the situation was and deleted his tweet immediately and had not, wanted nothing to do with it. It was like, oh, uh, shouldn't be a part of that. Um, so another... Uh, Oh, so much to get into. This the situation is madness. So here we go. Let's get into some of the numbers, shall we? Shall we? In addition to FTX, probably approximately. So how did this kid and th these people who ran this organization, who never had any experience, literally the video of the CEO of Alameda who was trading billions of dollars. There's this funny clip of uh, the FTX CEO. Um, I mean, this is just crazy. Let's just get this video up here. I mean, this is crazy. She's on this podcast, okay? 
And listen, you shouldn't judge people how they look. Um, but she looks like a, um, I don't know, seventh grader, maybe eighth grader on a good day. I don't know. Take a listen to this or watch this wherever you're consuming this. By the way, if you haven't subscribed to the Jonathan Kogan Show, please subscribe to the Jonathan Kogan Show wherever you hear podcasts. And please consider going to patreon.com forward slash forward slash ownership economy and make a donation. I would appreciate it. But of course, do whatever you'd like. It just really helps out. And I would appreciate it. So this video, this is the CEO of Alameda who is trading tens of billions of dollars talked. This was the CEO of FTX. Listen to her, these little clips of her talking recently in an interview. Just take a listen or watch. If you can't see her, she looks like a big Harry Potter fan, middle schooler, which she is, by the way. That came out. She's a big Harry Potter fan. Nothing wrong with that. It's just you can't even make this up. Here we go. Yeah, absolutely could pull it off without my math degree. <laughs> I use very little math. Um, use a lot of like uh, elementary school math. Being comfortable with risk is very important. Um, <laughs> we tend not to have things like stop losses. I think those aren't necessarily a great risk management tool. I'm trying to think of a good example of a trade where I've lost a ton of money. Um, well, I don't know. I probably don't want to go into specifics too much yeah, with that. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> this, it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Okay. All right. Now, the big problem is, is that, oh, by the way, so here we go. They filled out the, everything's coming out. Cause when you, you fill out the, uh, the bank chapter 11 bankruptcy, you have to, you know, say how many liabilities assets you have. They checked off on estimated liabilities, 10 to $50 billion. And like I said, Tom Brady's on the, uh, as an angel investors on there, Giselle's on there. Here's the cap table. I'll pull this up too. Here's the cap table that leaked. I mean, it's just, it's just amazing. It's beyond amazing. Actually, it's ridiculous. So here's the cap table, which these are the biggest names that didn't look. These are the biggest names. So who do we got here? We got, Listen to this. Listen, I'll just read some of them. Oh, by the way, here's the bad one. The Ontario Teachers Pension Fund put in $95 million. Oh, no. Yeah, the Ontario Teachers Pension Fund, $95 million. Gone from the ether. Listen to some of these names that they pissed off. Tiger, I wouldn't want to piss off these people. These are powerful people. Tiger Global, uh, Lightspeed Management, NEA Management, Paradigm Medical Industries, Tiger Global, Lux Capital, Ontario Teachers Plan, Sequoia Capital, BlackRock, private equity. BlackRock, who has like $7 trillion under management. By the way, Coinbase Ventures is in here. Uh, who else? We got Tom Brady on this. We got Giselle on here. We got Paul Tudor Jones on here. We got Multicoin Capital on here. Um, Excuse me. We got um, Binance Labs on here, funny enough, as they did all this or started this. But this is, I mean, this is fraud. Like, so we know that we're in a bad market and we know that 30 trillion has been sucked out of the ether in the past year, which is the most um, since 2008 ever. Actually, it's the most ever. 29 trillion was sucked out of the market, which is so interesting because, like, you have Mark Zuckerberg, you now you got SBF. These people are donating, like Mark Zuckerberg donating like $400 million to, uh, you know, a, the Democratic Party. You got SBF, the Democrat. It's so interesting that there's people 
who are donating towards policies that are crushing their business. It's so odd. Like Facebook just laid off 10, over 10,000 employees. Zucks has lost like a hundred billion this year. Something ridiculous. Okay. Why are you donating to things that are crushing your business? It's so weird, right? It's so weird. I don't get it. It's, I don't understand it. I guess I'm, I'm too much of a peasant to understand the, the, the 4d chess that's going on here. Um, yeah, I just, I just don't understand. Uh, but the people that were involved, like he, he, he was on stage with Bill Clinton, you know, he was on with these type of people. Bill Clinton was, was Jeffrey Epstein's best friend, right? He went to Epstein Island like 28 times, didn't even take secret service, but don't you dare think he did anything to children. He went there for the apples and he didn't even know that children were, were going there. He went there for the apples. He had the freshest apples. Of in all the islands, Jeffrey Epstein, okay? It had nothing to do with raping children against their will or being an absolute predator, child molester, terrible person, taking children's in. It had nothing to do with that, okay? Jeffrey Epstein, that's all a conspiracy, you conspiracy theorist, okay? And if you ask questions, don't. You know the rules. So Sam Bankman-Fried, oh yeah, talking about his assets, okay? His assets leaked, right? He had $7.3 million allocated on his little spreadsheet here. To This is how it was literally labeled in the books. He had $7.3 million allocated to, and I quote, this is what it says on the, in, the, in the chart, Trump to lose. The company, the company FTX had $7.3 million allocated to Trump to lose. Like what? Wait, what? You have a, you have a line item for a political agenda? That's crazy. But let me tell you, the reason why this all got exposed was because on Bankless, um, Eric, who create, uh, who, who, sh- who actually sold CryptoKitties, one of the OGs for like 77 million many years ago. And now he's the CEO, founder of Shapeshift. Um, he, Wanted to, after this bill came out that Sam Bankman Fried is trying to funnel through really fast, he's trying to, he's, he's giving tens of millions to the party that's in power to pass this bill that essentially it's leaking now was going to give FTX immunity and that they were going to be ultimately like the central bank for the gov. Like it really, he's got to get in a lot of trouble here. Otherwise, it looks, listen, I don't know what else to say. It looks like he'd be like an operative of some sort, as crazy as that sounds, right? crazy i know but he spent 31 million on politicians last year that's not normal in the crypto space no one does that and so he went on bankless against eric and eric was like in fact i could find the clip he's like why do you want regulation on DeFi? you know like that's the point why we're in this crypto game right why 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 and you know ask like doesn't understand what's going on and he asked that question and he couldn't answer. He started fumbling his words and it just made absolutely no sense. He totally caught him. Um, let's see if I can find the video real quick. And he just was stumbling. You know, when someone doesn't know what they're doing and they're doing something wrong. Um, I mean, this is crazy. He was, he was on David Rubenstein who David Rubenstein was part of Jimmy Carter's administration. Uh, did a lot of interesting stuff, um, but let's see if I can get the video real quick. 
of uh, the interview that set this all off. And he's like, why do you want to? And he brought up an analogy to email. Like, do you want email to be regulated? He goes, no, no. And he was all passionate about why it shouldn't be emailed, right? Uh, oh, yeah. Let's go. By the way, one of the bigger frauds on the internet. Uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, what's this guy's name again? The guy who does the videos, he did a video with like Bill Gates about how he's saving the world with mosquitoes, which is complete fraud. Bill Gates, terrible human being, monopolist, eugenics guy. And then he did it with um, SPF. And this was the intro to the video. It's just all a fraud. It's all a fraud. And people who, people who are ruining their reputations for life for this, just like people did in the pandemic, baffles me. It's just such, it's just, it's just leading the way for the Jonathan Cogan show to erupt and become this absolutely incredible podcast that people can rely on because I'm not a fraud. That's the thing. What's his name again? I forget this guy's name again, but the title of the video was named the most generous man in the world. Okay. He wanted to give all his money away. Well, let me guess, guess what? He gave all his money away. <laughs> Listen to this. Me is the most generous billionaire in the world. And I found him. Hi, my name is Sam, and this is my story. Sam has crazy hair. Sam is vegan. Sam sleeps five hours a night. Sam lives in the Bahamas with 10 roommates. Sam is 29 years old only, but Sam has $22 billion. And he wants to donate all of it to charity. But why? Well... For many reasons. Nas Daily is the most Nas generous. Daily, that's what it is. He's got a lot. Just absolutely fraud. Fraud. People are willing to get clicks, write articles, sell magazines for one time. And you're just crushing your reputation, which is everything in the future. It's bizarre. It's wild. It makes no sense. It's economically stupid. Okay. So Enron had about $23 billion in liabilities. FTX is between 10 and 50 billion. So we don't know. Okay. We don't know how bad it is. We know that it could be bigger. We know it could be, it might be smaller. I, I don't know. I think this is the, so here's what's going to happen. As we predict on this podcast, which we our accuracy is about 99.9%. Some just, some things haven't been you know decided yet. What's going to happen is this market was going to tumble anyways, even though it roared through the roof the past few days, right? We know it's we know it's falling. We know it's all set up. It's all organized catastrophe, whatever. Well, it's going to be, this is going to have ripple effects. And this is going to be the thing that's remembered as setting off the market. The market, die, the, this is a good thing to blame is what I'm saying. Oh my God, the market is crashing because crypto, because FTX. Perfect, perfect setup for the market to fail. Perfect, right? And this will be remembered because FTX, because of crypto, we need to regulate crypto. We need to, we need to centralize it with the government. We need to clamp down on it. This is a perfect setup for regulators to take advantage of the moment and take and just regulate the absolute bejesus believer mandiga, whatever that word is, out of crypto. They are going to, they are going to take advantage just like politicians always do. They're going to try and just clamp down because this stupid schmuck who is sketchy as can be. And I know where all the details will be coming out. I know this stuff's going to leak. And we know companies are going to go under because of this, because people have all their money on FTX. In fact, he sold equity. He sold equity to the company, to employees this past year at a 50% discount. 
He took money from his own employees. His own employees had their life savings on that platform because they trusted him. Gone. Poof. Through the roof. This is all time bad. All time. And it's going to be leveraged by the politicians who leverage every situation, pandemic, to their advantage. We see where we got totalitarian regime going on here. Well, what a good way for a bankrupt country country to get access to more capital. Let's seize crypto. If it's not your keys, it's not your crypto. You got to put your crypto on cold storage. And we're going to get through this. Put it on cold storage. Must. Put it on a drive. Take it off centralized exchanges. It's a must. So here's, this is what exposed everything. This was a, this is what exposed absolutely everything. So this is from Dylan LeClaire, but this is from Bankless, the podcast. This came out like two weeks ago. This is what set all this off. This was the first dom. Well, started, everyone knew he was doing sketchy stuff in Washington, but this did it. This went, this was it. So SBF starts parading a few months before FTX goes bust about the need to regulate DeFi decentralized finance front ends and cannot even articulate why spook. So why is he regulating against DeFi, which remove, which avoids the catastrophes of like 2008 and how banks always get bailed out. The point of DeFi is to remove them power to the people. And so he's asked by Eric, why in the world do you want a, a just different type of central bank? Right? That's what you're trying to do. Why? Why are you trying to get a different type of central bank? Well, this was his answer. It's a minute 34, but this is what set off the absolute dumpster fire of FTX collapsing. Here we go. If that did mean that, like, essentially a suit front end by American targeting American retail had to be licensed, um, I think that could be reasonable. Which Sam, is if, we, um, if the question was, let's, let's acknowledge that the email protocol Will be permissionless as a protocol. Yep. But it was the law of the land in America that every email front end provider required KYC from its users. Yeah. Because under the justification that we do not want people sending information back and forth to terrorists. Yep. Where would you so, stand on that position? Oh, I'd be strongly against that position. I why? think it'd be. I think it'd be, why? Why would I be against it? Because I think that it. I think it'd be like against freedom of speech. I think it'd be disenfranchising a lot of people. I think I would not trust in practice that it would do a good job. So I agree with you on all of that. Um, I'm making a distinction here between, for instance, payments versus like derivatives contracts. Why? Why is Ave somehow different than email? So, um, why is it different than email? Um, you, you argued so well and so passionately yeah. to not block email with yes. licensing and KYC. I loved hearing that. Yep, that filled my soul with joy. Such yeah. good arguments. Why yeah. does that not apply to financial transactions? So. Um, why does it not apply to financial transactions? Um, I think there are a few things here. So, total fraud. Couldn't even come up. You see, when someone's up to no good and lying and doing something wrong, they know it. They can't articulate it. They look like a sketch ball. They look completely untrustworthy. If you couldn't see that and were just listening to it, when you lose your word, you know, he asked him about email. Well, do you want to have KYC and all stuff for email? No, I'd be passionate about that. And he rambles like 18 sentences of how he's up against it. And then he's asked the same question about financial transactions. And he goes, uh, well, that means you are doing something bad. It's very simple. It's very basic. Very simple. 
This is going to be a massive story. Unfortunately, people are going to be affected in a massive way. People are going to lose everything. Companies are going to fall. We've been warned. Even Binance, CZ, the, the founder and CEO of Binance says that other companies are soon to follow in the coming weeks. This is a fraud on an epic level. Terrible, awful, terrible. So uh, there's a lot more I do want to share, but I don't want this to go too long. I think you got the idea. I'll keep updating you as things go on. But it's very weird that every person involved with crypto has been vilified in the mainstream media for the last decade. And then all of a sudden, this guy came out of nowhere, who's also the biggest political donor, the second biggest political donor to the Democratic Party, and is a darling in every mainstream news channel, every mainstream investor, every mainstream uh, magazine, every mainstream article. It's love, love, love. But everyone before that's been vilified. And all of a sudden, he's the darling. And the crazy part is, he's the fraud. He's the fraud. Just makes you think. I'm not saying there's this all deep state operation from crazy madness. I'm not like that. But it makes you think what is going on here. Everyone was vilified till this guy came out of nowhere. And he was a complete fraud on epic proportions. He literally gambled client deposits and would say in front of Congress that they are the most transparent. It was all a lie. I mean, this is epic. Epic. It's sad, but it's epic. All right. I'm going to stop there. I'm sure there's a lot of stuff I could have got into that I didn't get into. Um, Subscribe to the Jonathan Cogan Show. Share the Jonathan Cogan Show. Subscribe to the Rumble channel. Subscribe to the YouTube channel, by the way. Trying to build that back up. And just share the pod. We grow organically. And go to patreon.com forward slash ownership economy. Consider paying. Um, but I'll end with this. Binance blasts rogue actor Bankman Freed as FTX files were bankruptcy. He said, uh, the uh, Binance strategy chief, Patrick Hillman, said this is the d- direct result of a rogue actor breaking every single basic rule of fiscal responsibility. While the rest of the industry operates under an extreme measure of scrutiny, the cult of personality shrouding FTX allowed them a dangerous level of privilege that wasn't earned. So listen, justice must be served. Like in every scenario, justice must be served. Power to the people. Cold storage. I'm holding up a gold Bitcoin co- coin that I have. It's my lucky Bitcoin. This isn't what a Bitcoin is. It's electronic, but this is real gold one. This is an ounce of gold. That is a Bitcoin. Very cool. Bitcoin will prevail, but he set us back a couple of years, but it's all right. Subscribe to the Jonathan Koga show. Donate patreon.com forward slash ownership economy. I love you. You're amazing. Have an amazing day, amazing night, wherever you are in the world. Again, if you're in Saudi Arabia, if you're in Turkey, if you're in Indonesia, please go to your Apple podcast app and search for the Jonathan Kogan show and subscribe to the one that is the opposite of the one that you're subscribed to. You got to switch over. I, I, for some reason I have two. Yours says, in case you forgot, you got to search the Jonathan Kogan show and go to that one. The thumbnail is the exact same. Please switch, please switch. Cause I want to hang on to you as a fan. All right. Take care. You're, you're a friend, not a fan, a friend. We're friends. Okay. I'm out.